Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy, Mike. We are back at you one more again, live on a Thursday night. It's going down tonight. We got the homie Brian from Heathen Hatchery in the building, 352 in the building. So it's definitely going down tonight. Super stoked, super excited to have him on the show. But before we get to the show, first and foremost, Shout out to my lovely wife, Takara. Thank you for every single thing that you do. Really appreciate it. Y'all make sure y'all show her some love down in the comments. And also make sure y'all hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and Hulk smash the notification bell if you haven't already done so, so you can get notifications each and every time we drop a video. Quick disclaimer at the beginning, we are having some rough weather here. So if the internet Spider-Man, my bad, my bad, my bad, but we're doing the best we can. Uh, Definitely audio only folks really appreciate y'all really like getting more and more traction in the audio only space. As you know, clutch conversations is available on all major podcast platforms. That's Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, and more. So make sure you go check us out on your favorite podcast platform. And when you're out there, please be sure to follow rate review. It really helps us out. We really appreciate the support. Speaking of support, make sure you support U.S. Art Florida and U.S. Art. The link for both organizations are in the description of this video. So make sure you are checking out U.S. Art, giving what donations you can, doing memberships, whatever you can do. See, we got some folks in the chat. We're going to get to the chat in just a second. But first and foremost, man, we're going to do some shout outs to the sponsors. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Justin. Really appreciate y'all supporting us. We'll be back. Big dreams start in small towns. Small Town Exotics is a family-ran business that specializes in high-quality ball python morphs, western hog noses, and select leopard geckos. They are proud members of U.S. Art, U.S. Art Florida, and the Orient Society. Stay connected with Small Town Exotics on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Witness their journey as they grow their business and showcase their animals to the world. Thank you, Small Town Exotics, for sponsoring the show. Y'all make sure y'all get a sponsor some love, man. Go check them out. Go follow them on IG. Go follow them on Facebook. Make sure you go follow them on Morph Market. Show some support. The links for both sponsors are in the description of this video. So make sure y'all go check them out. Tell them Mike sent you. See who we got in the chat. We got the homie Bosa in the building. Hey, good seeing you this past weekend, man. Really appreciate the support. 
Eric, what's good, bro? Eric's more factory in the building. Appreciate you coming out. Thanks for the support. We got Johnny in the building. Here's Johnny. What's up, bro? Thanks for coming out. We got Ray in the building. Big Ray, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Scales, fins, and feathers. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. We got the homie Kent, craft brew morphology. Say that three times fast. Thanks for coming out. Justin, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Really appreciate the support. Big Wiz in the building again. Thanks for coming out, bro. Really appreciate the support. Synerge Morphs, David. What's good, David? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate you. We got Blakers Pythons in the building. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. Elias, what's good? Yeah. What up, family? Thanks for coming out. See who else we got. Old Devil Ball Pythons, thanks for coming out. We got Jamie from Phoenix Reptiles in the buildings. Thanks for coming out. Chad, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. We got Tommy, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Big Rock, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. See who else we got. I think that's everybody. We're going to kick this intro, then we'll be right back to the show. Don't you listen to me, I got that flavor I know you're dying to feed I ain't no dancer, just got some hip in my feet Now throw your hands up Ooh, you bring the lighter I got the fuse You make a fire I'll add the fuel Follow my lead Just watch the shoes Episode 69, Heathen Hatchery. What's good? What's good, bro? How you doing? What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Good, good, man. Glad to finally get you on the show, man. Been looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, bro. I've been looking forward to being on your show. Like, You know, the thought you asked me is excellent, bro. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Like I said before, pleasure is all on this side of the internet. 352 in the building. <laughs> yeah, three, five, two. Yes, sir. So, how's your day been going, man? Good, man. Got off work a little bit early to relax before this. Get my uh, mind ready for it. Just relaxing, man. So, real quick, um, give everybody like your background. Tell us about your origin story. Like, have you always been into reptiles? Is this a new thing? Give us the rundown. Set us up. Um, I've always been in the reptiles, uh, but mostly as a child, I was collecting like just wild caught stuff, wherever I came across, whether it be snapping turtles, uh, milk snakes, garter snakes, just whatever I could find, I would collect for a little bit and then let it go show my friends or whatever. And then be like, yeah, look what I got and then let it go. Um, 
my parents, my mom would never let me keep a reptile in the house. There ain't no way. Like, just <laughs> no way, shape, or form. It wasn't happening. So uh, as I got older, I just kind of let it go. Did my teenage years, you know what I mean? Young 20s, young 30s. Uh, I didn't actually get into collecting reptiles until I moved to Florida. So that's where it okay. started. So where were you at before? Upstate New York. Upstate New York. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. north of Albany. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so you got the order, caught the reptile bug. Yeah. Well, I met somebody that, uh, well, it started my kid. It started because my kid wanted a ball python. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. <laughs> for his birthday. So we did a little research on how to take care of him. Bought him a ball python. Well, he ended up wanting nothing to do with it after a while. And I had a ball python. So I had to find rats for it, you know, I stopped going to the pet store, looked locally for rats. I found a guy that bred rats for me. So I met him and come to find out he bred ball pythons and boas. So I was like, oh, this is cool, you know, and finally got to meet him and go see his operation and how it all works and everything like that. And after that, I just started helping him every weekend. Okay. You know, like okay. cleaning the snakes and stuff like that, gaining a little bit of knowledge here and there, hanging out. We became really good friends after that. And he, he mentored me through everything so far. And that was uh, CL Serpents. He's 10 minutes away from me, too. So it, that works. Okay. I've, I've heard that name before. Shout out to the homie Bosa, man. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate the support. Right. Super chat. <laughs> CL Serpents. And so he's got what? You said boas and ball pythons? Is yeah, he right, working with anything he's else? Breeding, he's just breeding ball pythons right now, though. Okay. Okay, yeah, I I know that name. What's what's his name? You said his name is Corey, and it's C L Serpents. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard that name. Um, and so, what kind of like led to you wanting to to breed and start collecting more? So, when you first start collecting, did you kind of have like that breeder's mentality, or were you just kind of like, hey, my son likes this. Um, we're gonna get a couple pets, and we're just gonna rock with it that way. It just just rocking with it that way. Just get a couple pets, and you know that was that. You know, I had no intentions on breeding ball pythons because, to me, at that point, like thinking about breeding animals was like a foreign entity to me. Like, it's like <laughs> that sounds way too complicated and involved. Like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So, long story short, I started watching, uh, looking up on Instagrams, you know, snakes and stuff like that. I came across. Uh, Red Exantic Genetic Strike. Okay. And it was made by Corey Woods, and the whole snake is silver. It's just a silver snake is all it is. And, uh, and like, to me, that, like, blew my mind. And I was like, so I started looking into it. I started talking to Corey about breeding and stuff like that. And uh, the first recessive I bought into was Genetic Strike. Okay, okay. And from a timeline perspective, like, what year was this? Uh, I bought the genetic stripe. I started buying and collecting animals about four years ago. Okay. Okay. I just started breeding. I just started breeding last season. <laughs> like gotcha. I had six clutches last year. Um, I got one Pittman in the incubator now that's going to start my season. Others in the incubator for this year and then ovulations and still pairing. Okay. So it was that, it was that G strike. You say it was red Xanthic G strike. Yep. It was that kind of like got you into like the morphs and the genetics and stuff like that? Yeah. Then I started looking at everything that was made with genetic stripe. And I'm like, this is like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so then the, 
the flip the switch flip as far as like the breeding and so like i imagine like you start picking up more and more animals at that time right oh yeah oh yeah yeah i started i started doing the right i did it the right way i picked up a bunch of males and i bought them visually just because i liked the way they looked you know what I'm <laughs> oh yeah you did it perfect <laughs> I, did it the, I did it the right way <laughs> so i got stuck with a bunch of males that i had to sell eventually <laughs> I was like, what? I wait. I can get the male, and I can just put the male to the female, and I'll have a bunch of snakes. It doesn't matter what the female is because the male's ready. And it's like, nah, dude, you're it's so ass backwards. I found out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when you start picking up a whole bunch of males, like how many males was it, like compared to females? Like, what was your ratio looking like? It was probably close to like a. Uh, a little over a little over one one it was more males than females i was thinking of putting just one pairing to one parent you know like i was right. like I, I got two lessers i'm gonna make white snakes and then i'm gonna go try some make something else with genetic stripe and it was just like wow dude this ain't working <laughs> <laughs> so what work. of that experience did you realize like how long did it take you to realize like hey i i shouldn't have went this route uh when i started listening <laughs> and I was like, when I started listening to people and started listening to my mentor more, you know, it's like, I was just so excited. I just started buying everything I thought looked cool. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? I'm like, I'm going to put these things together and that's going to look cool and come to find out that ain't the case, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, feel like a lot be. of us go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the same thing I did when um I first got into it and first uh, start picking up for breeding, I guess probably like one of the few mistakes that I didn't make, like when I first started picking up snakes was I did pick up a bunch of females. In fact, I might've been like way on the opposite side of the spectrum. And what I mean by that is all I was picking up was females and I, I, I would get very few males. And so when it came time to like have multiple parents during the season, if like that first season, I didn't have a lot of males. I didn't have any kind of backup male. I didn't have nothing. It was like either this guy goes or, or that's it. Like either he yeah. works or it doesn't. And so like um, I have fixed that and I definitely fixed uh, my strategy like with picking up animals. And so like it's more strategic now as opposed to just picking up eye candy because you can get into uh, deep. You can get in trouble real quick just picking up eye candy because it's a lot of like nice looking snakes. But do they work for your project? does it progress you to like a goal that you're trying to hit? And so you kind of, you got to think like in terms of that, because like for me, like I got limited space, I got limited resources. So I need to maximize everything that I'm doing. Right. I got to maximize the space. I got to maximize the, the money that I got. I got to maximize my time. You know what I'm saying? So like, just, I mean, you live and you learn, right? Like yeah. I didn't come out the gate, like thinking like that. Like I was just like, really kind of like, I was just, Throwing some shit against the wall, hoping it stuck. <laughs> it's the same, man. I did it the same way. It's like, man. And you know, you think back now and about how much money you spent, you know what I mean? And then versus what you could have used that money for instead, you, it, we'd be further ahead, you know? Yeah. 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 And then that's the other thing, too. Like, I was hesitant to, to buy investment level snakes because, I mean, you know how it is. When you first see some of those price, those uh price tags, you're like, "Whoa, this for for that? Whoa, whoa!" If I was kind of hesitant, right? And so, I bought like, my last maple for twelve hundred dollars, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you said so bought a, you bought an asset mail for twelve hundred. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like you still got him though, right? What's that? 
You still got him though, right? I still have access to him. Yeah, he's at, but he's actually at my mentor's house right now. He's gonna do some work with him. Okay. So what's the four one one on Heathen Hatchery? Like, how'd you come up with that name? Are you like an official business? Like, how's that set up? Um, we're I'm gonna eventually turn this into an LLC. Okay. I've been talking and listening to a lot of people in Patreon groups and uh, putting a bug in my ear to to make this a complete legit business eventually. So yeah, that's the plan. At first, it was, you know, I was like hobby, hobby. This is gonna be a hobby, and then I started like really like getting into my bank account with it. I'm like, dude, you got to make this more than just a hobby if you're gonna continue to spend like this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How'd you come up with the name? Um, I say I kicked it around for a little while. I wanted I wanted to make sure I had something that nobody else had. For one, you know what I mean. Like that that was the most important part. Um. I grew up like I like the Viking culture a lot, so that has a big part to do with it, the heathen part of it. Um, the hatchery, it just because I feel like it just goes, it rolls nicely with it, you know. And yeah, we're alliteration. We're we're hatching eggs, you know. So. Yeah. So okay. That's where that came from for most. It was that or hooligan hatchery, and I was like, well, I ran it by some friends, and they're like, yeah, go with heathen. And I was like, go with heathen. Okay. And so, what's the connection between like heathens and Vikings? Like, how's that work? Well, back in the old days in the raids and when the Vikings started traveling off their land and going to new lands and visiting the Christians and stuff like that, they would refer to them as heathens because they were godless. Or Well, gotcha. to them, they were godless. You know, they have gods, but not the same ones as the Christians. And so they referred to them as heathens. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. So now we're at the point, like, we form heathen hatchery. So talk about, like, your mindset now, right, in terms of, like, how you work in your projects and kind of like your whole setup. How's that working? Um, well, still, I'm, I'm almost done retooling for now, which I'm really happy about. Um, I joined uh, a couple of Patreons. The one that I think I'm, I've gotten the most out of so far has been Mutation Creations. Shout out to Billy. Yeah, for sure. Like I joined his Patreon and I and, and uh I learned a lot so far about how to group your animals to the maximum benefits. You know, so that's been helping me out quite a bit. And uh So explain that and, and what you mean by that. Like uh, like groupings, you know, it's one one uh male to three females in that group. So, you know, you want to work a clown pie project, so you would have three females, you know, like heads or visual heads or visuals and then you would have your male that you know visual head or double visual and you stick that guy to all three females and that's your clown pie project okay okay that's the way i'm working it anyways okay you know usually right. about one, one male of three females i've i've learned from other people is a pretty good ratio that way you got better odds of hitting the animals you want to hit Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so what projects are you in right now? Um, this year, lots of het G stripes and, uh, head G stripe hypo heads. So that's the one that I'm pretty most excited about besides the, uh, I'm trying to hit a visual black pastel Cypress hypo also this year. So that'd be that, nice. Black pastel Cypress hypo. Yeah. I, nice. I, I'm I'm gonna hit it. I I know I am. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate when you sell it to me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I maybe, 
There may be more than two, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's nice. That's, that's the visual hypo black pastel female to a cypress het male. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we'll hit something there. Okay, nice. And visual Batmans I'm going for this year just so I can have a visual Batman to put into things. Okay, okay. And what are, what other projects are you working? Um, well, that's uh, the end of it for this year because I scaled back because of the market and I just want a specific breed now. So next year, though, is going to be a lot of NR Mandarin clutches. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So... What do you have in that project right now? Like you just you have a male, you have a female, you have both. What you got? Right now, I got a young male that I'm gonna keep as my backup male, and I just got another male from Redwood. So, okay, nice. He's, yeah, and he's breed he's breeding size too. So, nice. Yeah, I, I love the Mandarin stuff. It's dope, especially yeah. uh, the Mandarin stuff that uh, like TJ got. Man, it's just insane. Like next level is some some yeah, nice stuff. I want to get into it, but. I, I gotta wait. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was that or uh, it was that or stranger, and I'm gonna go with Mandarin. Gotcha. Yeah, the stranger stuff is nice too. I've yet to pick that really up nice. as well. I'm hoping to get something from the homie Matt over at Ebony Ivory Reptiles. Yeah. Uh, this year, so we'll see how that goes. I need a male, so hopefully, hopefully he got one for me. Yeah, next year that Mandarin's going to clowns, uh, hypos. G stripes. So nice. Putting recessives there. And so how many clutches did you say for this year? Six? I'm shooting for five. Shooting for this five. Year. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So I got I got a uh I got a gravel leopard spot nose clutch going on too. Oh nice, nice. So talk about your your breeding process and, and what that looks like. Like what are your temps looking like? How many pairs you going for? Are you ultrasound and you palpate and uh, how long does it take your girls? All that kind of stuff. Break it down for us. All right. Well, I mean, since I'm still kind of new to the breeding, this is my second year breeding. Um, I have I have uh, fortunate, you know, people in my life that help me with this. So I get the ultrasound, which is really nice. Like right out the gate so i i i've never learned i tried palpitates i just can't do it man <laughs> it's like i've tried so many times i and i felt i felt it once that's it like out of every snake i palpitated i felt i felt the bumps once that's it gotcha. but the ultrasound is where it's at for me and uh you know we, we check for follicle size and when the follicle size hits around like 12 to 14 i'll start pairing so okay. but choose, choosing my pairings again, you know, that goes up on the what groups that I'm working with. Like next year will be uh I got a super asphalt group that I'm gonna be working with. So that's okay, cool. okay. Yeah, I feel you on Palpay, man, because I'm not good at it at all. Like I feel <laughs> like here lately, like as I'm like handling the snakes and stuff like that, like my girls who I know for sure they're pretty far along in their uh follicular development i feel like i can feel a little something now like i i don't know yeah. if i'm tricking myself into feeling like i i feel it but i do feel like i can feel it a little bit but like at this point like we're talking about like 25 plus as far as yeah. like feeling it when it's small like i know some people can feel them like when they're a lot smaller not me personally and i would have been like losing my mind like those first no. couple of years 
just not knowing. And so the ultrasound has been a lifesaver for me. Just I can't like I can't like applaud it enough. You know what I'm saying? I'll be thankful and appreciative enough in terms of like having the ability to look and see like exactly where they're at and to know, hey, I need to do this or hey, I need to do that and just not be wondering and guessing. Man, it it does wonders for me. I love it. I love it. It takes the guessing right out of it. Yeah, because I would have been struggling. I'd be like, man, I don't know. I think she is. I, I don't know. Like, and, and I still do watch my girls. Like, like I'm not discounting like the the benefit of watching your girls, and you start noticing stuff and yeah. just how they acting and stuff like yeah. that. So I feel like I'm training myself, like as far as like the observation and seeing the stuff, and and even being able to uh, feel stuff at some point. You know what I'm saying? As far as like palpating, I probably get better and better if I keep like trying to feel stuff, but. Yeah. I feel like the ultrasound is kind of like expedited the process of me learning just because like I know where they're at. And so like I can put like what I'm seeing and experiencing with some visual data that I was able to verify. And so I think it's kind of helping like in the long run. Yep. It's right there in front of you. That's it. Yeah. A hundred percent. So you say uh, you, you had the benefit of somebody helping you out uh, with the ultrasound. Like you just, yeah. do they come to you? You go to them. How does that work? It's uh, my mentor has an ultrasound and he's he's only 10 minutes away from me. So it's okay. like if I got it, I just bring my females right up to his house and we'll get it done. And that's how we do it. Do you do any kind of like night temp drops or anything like that? Like when you're breathing or do you just kind of keep your temps the same like throughout the whole process? Um, my, my room temperatures usually stay anywhere from 79 to 83. Okay. There. My hot spot is is around ninety. I try to keep it at ninety. One thing I noticed about breeding, though, is um, I have clear tubs, so I actually get to watch their, you know, their breeding with their their actions and when they're going to lay eggs and stuff like that. Like their their whole behavior changes, and you can literally tell when they're about to lay eggs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's like they're just pacing back and forth and like circling, like looking in the middle, pacing back and forth and circling. You know, like then then the eggs come. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, dude. Yeah, it's 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 fun, man. It's like it's like being a kid all over again in a lot of ways, man. It's just like learning and getting the experience. It's cool as hell. Like I really enjoy it. Taught me a lot and, of patience. Oh yeah, like um like uh homie Jason was saying last week, man, on the show. Like you, you cannot do this without patience. Like if you don't have patience, like you either better learn to have patience or this ain't for you. <laughs> yeah, you're either gonna get patience, or you're gonna get out. <laughs> exactly, a hundred percent. But part of it, like in terms of like patience, is part of the reason you gotta have patience is so many like different milestones and things you gotta wait on and look forward to, and that's one of the cool things too, because it's all like always something to look forward to. I found that this how this 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 hobby is 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 uh, so rewarding, but on the other end, it's so heartbreaking at the same time. Also, yeah, yeah. I took some gut punches last year. I ain't gonna lie, man. I had yeah, I, I, I took a gut punch this year pretty bad because I tripped over my dog and I dropped a whole clutch of acid, yellow belly, fire. Oh. Yeah, so and it, wow, it, 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 bro. Like, kill them all dude my dog ran right between my legs and i stepped back and it just tripped and fell so was it was a clutch that you had just pulled yes and you tripped over your dog and you said just ready to put it in the incubator oh that sucks bro yeah it was an accident though you know what i mean it's like i was pissed but it's like what can i do (laughs) i would have been i would have been 
eating. I might have like ran out of the door screaming. Bro. Yeah, I, I had to take a minute to myself. Cause... I would have. I don't blame you, bro. Like, and and the way you just said it so calmly, bro. Like you better than me because like I'd have been like slamming. <laughs> so it, well, that's the reason in the story why my acid male is at my friend's house now. Gotcha. It's like you know what this this is like. Two years in a row, I couldn't make acid clutches. You know what, dude? You take them and you Damn, see bro. you can do it with them. Damn. So it's been like my uh, my so, he calls it my Christine, <laughs> like the so car. All the eggs hit the ground. Like all the eggs from that clutch hit the ground. They were in the tub. Yeah, I already had the vermiculite, everything in it, the light diffuser set up, the toothpicks, everything was set, dude. Turned right around to put it in the incubator. And my dog heard a noise outside and went right in between my yeah. legs. And so did they bust? Yeah, I immediately candled them and all the veins were broken. Oh, damn, bro. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. So it like they it, it's uh keep your animals out of your snake room. <laughs> yeah, that's a gut punch for real, bro. Like I that's a gut punch for real, especially like with acid too. Acid, like that's that's one of my favorite genes, like acid confusion. Um, yeah. Static too. I mean, I I've never seen static in person, but me personally, I feel yeah. like the three of them are the same. Yeah, and I, I've I've learned that they're the same. Just found it at different times, different lines, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd have been. Ooh. So I'm, I'm still let processing go. that, bro. That <laughs> <laughs> weird say I love my dog, but <laughs> yeah, right. It's like yes. Chris says that's a kick in the nuts. Right, I thought. I mean, it's my, it's my, it's one of my favorite genes too. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's you know, nice. I need to, I need to step back from that. I'm gonna let my buddy work with it, and like, I'll get, I'll get another one from him. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, that that completely got me sidetracked. Like I'm just like that. That's why that's the heartbreak part. Though, <laughs> that's the heart. That's heartbreak. But that's, that's a tough. That was a tough one. Woo. Hey, salute you for continuing to like push forward and stuff like that. Yeah, man. What can 100%. you do? It's like I've I've learned that you know, what 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 can you do? You know, what what, what can you really do? You, you can sit there, you can be mad, you can so you can be pissed about it, but what's that gonna do? Exactly. You just gotta. You know, like, you you've got no choice. Like either you want to continue doing it. Yeah, or you, you don't. Can accept it and move forward, and make sure it doesn't happen again. Or you can dwell in it and be like, you know what? F this. I'm done. I yeah. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so how long is it taking your girls, like with the temps you got, how long is it taking your girls to lay, like after they have their pre-lay shit? They're right on about 30 days on average. Okay. This year. Yeah. Last year I had them go at like 51, a first time mom. Oh, really? 51? Yeah. Were your attempts different? Like, what do you think led to the difference? Yeah, I would. I, I think I just wasn't as well equipped as I am now. You know what I mean? Like, I upgraded all my thermostats and everything. Okay. Yeah, because I know, like, for me this year, which I expected it, but I dropped my temps this year because I'm I'm hoping that helps, like, with slugs and stuff like that. But I dropped my temps, and so it takes my girls a little bit longer to go this year compared to, like, previous years. Yeah. Previous years, I averaged right about 30. This year, I'm averaging right about 40, which is fine to me. Right. Like, again, you got to have patience. So so what's what's 10 more days? So 
Exactly. Right. Yeah, if, if 10 more days is going to help me get more viable eggs, then 10 more days it is. I start getting antsy on day like 50 of the eggs. Like I literally have to control myself from cutting them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you cut on a day or do you wait for them to pip? I, 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 this, I, I don't really know yet. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been doing like day 53, 54. Um, I think what's in the incubator now, I'm going to let one pip and then do it. Maybe. Okay. I remember you saying Friday on hair down Fridays. I think it was hair down Fridays, uh, that you had something that was coming up in a few days. Yeah. That yeah that's, the, uh, that's my, uh, Cypress hypo to my lithium genetic stripe, 66% hypo. So I'm trying to prove her out as a hypo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the same way. Like I've been cutting more so than I've been waiting for the first one to pip lately. Like it's been a mixed bag. Like, like when you look at all three years, but I've been cutting a lot more than I've been waiting for him to pip probably these last maybe let's call it five to six clutches. Yeah. And I tend to cut like in that day 55 to day 57 range. Yeah. Um, I cut Monday on day 55 because like I was asked, I needed a fix. Like I text Matt and all them and I was like, man, I'm about to cut man. These eggs, like they look like they're ready. It's day 55. I ain't cut nothing since December 2022. <laughs> like I got to get a fix. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so like I was like, I'm gonna take them out and I'm gonna look and I'm gonna see and make a judgment call based on how they look, right? And so I took yeah. them out and like I like I could observe through the incubator, they was pretty deflated. Like it looked like they was ready to go, right? And then the other thing, one of the eggs I could see slits. Like it was trying to get out. I was like, oh, I'm cutting them all, man. They, they, it's time. It's time. <laughs> That's all I needed to see. So I, I cut them all on Monday. And so they crawled out. Like, they're all out the egg now. And right. it was seven. So seven healthy babies. Happy about that. I got a 3.4. So happy about that. Nice. Got some pretty cool looking um, clown combos. It's our first. It's a milestone for us, actually, right? Because we haven't produced a visual recessive. Granted, it was a visual to visual uh, production, right. but it was our first time produ producing a visual recessive. And so we had that mail. I don't know if you remember. Um, I, I talked about this a lot. And so I tell the story again here. So I bought a mail from Ozzy. I bought him as an Orange Dream, Inchy, Black Pastel, Fire Clown. Yeah. And so last year I put him to a Super Inchy, Lesser Hypo. And I expected everything to be super inchy or black pastel inchy because black pastel inchy are lily. And then obviously everything double head hypo clown. And then we got all the other incomplete dominant genes floating around in there. So that's what I expected, right? And it was actually like my most anticipated clutch of the year because hypo clown is it's, it's my favorite project. Like, yeah, I'm going to say one of it's my favorite project. That's a great project to be. I love it, bro. I love it. And so cut the eggs the first egg i cut all wax snake i'm like wait what <laughs> it does not compute and so i immediately assumed that the girl had fire and i was like maybe yeah, she's got fire she's pretty bright fire. she's pretty bright <laughs> and then i i cut the rest of the eggs and so i had three all white snakes and so when they crawled out uh they were all bells right so just baby blue eyes blue as they can be and i was really? like what in the world and then i and i remember that male's clutch mate had Mojave and so I knew Mojave was in the pair 
And so also another surprise from that male was he also had leopard too, because like a couple of the uh, hatchlings had leopard in them as well. And so like, I was like, wow, wow. And so um, I was a little bit skeptical on whether or not he had black pastel because all the ones that weren't super inchy, it didn't look like they were black pastel inchy in my opinion. And so I was like, oh, I'm not ready to make the call now, but uh, when I breed him, then I'll know for sure. And so like I bred him again this year. He's got a, a couple clutches, a few clutches coming for me this year. But in this first clutch, like I had some inchy clowns, but I didn't have any black pastel clowns. And so, okay. and then I that's had some odd. that were that were not, um, yeah, that's your black pastel. And so it's all good. So he ended up having like a ton of jeans. He just didn't have black pastel, and he had right. an extra jean. So, uh, he's still a very useful male, a very powerful breeder. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I just I know to use him differently now, right? So I can't put him with a female that has a a, a bell jean because. Right. I don't want all white snakes. I mean, unless I'm trying to get like a bell, but if I'm not right. trying to get a bell, I won't put him with a female. Not, with, a not bell with that many genes at play. Exactly. It's too much, right? And so um, I just work with him differently now, right? But he's still like very useful to me. He's still getting into work. He's a powerful breeder. Like he just goes right in there. He gets, he comes in there with a briefcase, gets the job done. He's he's ready. And so like, and no questions asked. All about the business. Gets That's it done. What's up. So, yeah, and I love like, those males. Like My ass falls like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had some pretty dope stuff come out this clutch um, too. And so um, I don't know what I'm gonna hold back. I might hold back like one female and and, and see about selling the rest. So yeah. If anybody looking for some visual clown combos, hit me up. I'll be posting some pictures probably in the coming week. Once they shed out, I'll post some pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, first first visuals should have some pie visuals. This next clutch, I'm gonna probably cut it Monday, too, because it's seven days behind this clutch in terms of when the girls laid. So I'll probably cut it Monday too. Um, assuming everything looks good to go, we'll see. Yeah, I'm probably gonna cut that clutch right after this show and then head to bed. Okay. Okay. So in terms of like the timing of your, how many clutches did you have last year? Uh six. Yeah, oh. six last year, and so six last year, five this year. So are you, in terms of like your cadence of where your girl's going, are you kind of on the same cadence that you've been on? Are you late? Like I've heard a lot of people say they're late this year. What about you? Um, I didn't have any repeat moms yet this year, but it seems like it's late this year. I was up. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's going a little bit later. It seems like, because I'm still getting like, ovulations now. Okay. That, so that's pretty late for me. Okay. Yeah, most of my stuff late, too. Like, I say late, but late's kind of like my norm. Right. And But most of my stuff's relatively late, like, compared to, like, where other folks would say their season is in terms of, like, the timing of their clutches. Like, I don't know if my girls don't start going sooner, because at some point, I, I would want to bend the Daytona show, but yeah. I don't know how that's going to work out for me if I don't have clutches because I got to have clutches in time to have them lay, have them hatch, have them ready to go to have them ready for Daytona. And right. I don't know if that's going to work out for me from a timing perspective. We'll see how it goes, but I'm not planning on bending Daytona this year, probably not next year either, but we'll have to see how it goes in the future. I don't know if I ever want to bend. Yeah, Daytona. I, and that's like, I'm going to fucking hang out. 
know what I mean? There's a lot to be said for hanging out at Daytona. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to hang out at Daytona. hundred <laughs> percent. How many times have you been to Daytona to that show? Uh, three, three times. Okay. Okay. So same yeah. as me. So last year was the first year I was actually a little social and introduced myself to a few people. I'm surprised we haven't bumped into each other at that show. Like 2020, we wouldn't have bumped into each other. We probably would have walked right by each other and like not even known each other because yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't really being social at all. Then yeah, I'm not letting anybody walk it. by this year. <laughs> <laughs> 2021, we were we were getting into it a little more as far as like getting out of there, as far as like getting our name out there and whatnot. Right. 2022, like that was the first year, like we were like we were officially herp collectors in the yeah. building at the show and 2023 and beyond is going to be that way as well. Yeah. I I would say like, I when I started doing the podcast is when I started, like, I think more people started figuring out who I was. So that's helped me out quite a bit, actually. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what days are you going to be down there? Uh, I'll probably be both. Okay. Okay. I'm probably going to uh, probably stay there Saturday night somewhere. Okay. Nice, nice. What's your favorite part about the shows? Oh, just walking around. It's it's so massive at Daytona, especially like last year. They opened up the second back room, and I didn't even know there was a back room until the half the day was over. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how big this place is. But Daytona, the favorite part is all the people that go. You know what I mean? Like it's a who's who of breeders. So Absolutely. That's- Absolutely. Any you you can go meet any breeder you want, pretty much down there. All right. So, since you're bringing this up, I'm gonna put you on the spot with a hot seat question, real quick. So, what's your Mount Rushmore of breeders in terms of like folks you've been influenced by and impressed by? What's your Mount Rushmore if you had to pick four right now? Uh, Billy from Mutation Creation for sure. Uh, okay. Miguel, because I just love the way he got into this. Like, just full force, bam, right in your face. Like, I got to appreciate that. Uh, obviously, Justin, you know, is who doesn't he influence? And my, my last one is uh, Josh Jensen, because that's the acid gene. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good top four right there. Yeah. That's a good top four right there. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to Daytona um, as well. Man. I do want to go I hang say, out. I do want to say that um, I follow uh, Constricted Reptiles a lot. Also. Oh, yeah. yeah so shout out to if, the homie. You know, if there's going to be a fifth head up there, Dale's getting it for sure. Shout out to the homie, man. Yeah, I got to uh, chat it up with Dale uh, again last week, too, at the show. Yeah. So are you planning to go to the Orlando show? It's the oh. last week of July. I'm going to try to. Or See, last I, didn't, weekend. I didn't even know. This yeah, is what so, I mean. Like, I, I find out last minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, I so, find yeah. out when I see group pictures of people like, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and put it on your calendar, man. It's the last weekend of July. It's All the right. Orlando show. Yeah, I'll definitely make it to that, man. Yeah, because it's, it's fun, man. Like, I went to the Tampa show last week. I wasn't planning on going until, like, the last minute. Like, I didn't, I didn't make the decision to go until like Thursday night, Friday morning, something like that. And yeah. we ended up going, um, we just had to arrange some things and, and do some things differently. So we had uh, the flexibility to go. And so we went, man, we had, we had a good ass time, man. Like obviously 
saw some some cool animals, got yeah, to talk yeah. with folks. Like, man, saw like all kinds of folks from the Florida crew, got to chat it yeah. up with them. Um, didn't pick up any snakes, did pick up uh, a couple spiders. So picked up a, a jumping spider, picked up a Goody Sapphire. And so like, uh, that's my first old world spider. So that'd be pretty cool. And we ended up like going out that night, went to this restaurant called Tibby's. It's like a Cajun restaurant. Man, some of the best gator that like I've ever had. I haven't had gator that good since I was in Louisiana. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun, man. Good time. And so that's what I like about the shows, uh, getting out to the shows, getting to hang out, getting network, chat it up, whatnot, yeah. build those relationships, build that rapport. Yeah. Hopefully, man, we uh hopefully we see you in Orlando, but if not, definitely hopefully we see you in Daytona. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, all else, man. Maybe one day we'll just grab lunch or something. You're only right off the road. Yeah, you right up the road. Like we, we definitely, need to, um, we definitely need to link up like outside yeah, of that. I mean, because we've talked on Facebook Messenger before, actually, about snake deals. Yeah, I went, yeah. I went back and looked. I was like, oh shit, we have talked before. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. I can't remember what it was though. I can actually probably pull it up. But I, I, I went back and I saw that too. I was like, oh man, like small world. Because yeah, like yeah. that was probably what 2021, like before I probably yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah that's when I had my cut. leopard spot nose. Uh, at the time, was 66 percent head clown up for sale. I was like, I don't know if I want to do the 66. Well, I ended up shed testing that animal, and now he's one of my main studs because he's head clown. He's head clown. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. So speaking of the shed testing, is that gonna be like a big part of your strategy? Uh. Once I start producing uh, higher end animals, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. You know, and I don't recall you when we talked about genes that you're in now. I don't recall you mentioning desert ghosts. Are you in desert ghosts? No. <laughs> nope. I have one female that's about 600 grams. That's a double head clown desert ghost, and I'm about to throw her on morph market. <laughs> So have you been keeping up with the DG discussion? Like this yes, week? And that didn't influence my decision at all because <laughs> the, way, the way I see it is that just keep reading your DGs the way you've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's that's my take work. too. That's my take too. I do want to get some stuff tested. Like for example, I got four visual desert ghost animals now. Four I got two females, two males. And so I do want to get them tested because I want to see if they're like double homozygous for A and B. Yeah, it's worth it to test test them for sure for that because if you ended up getting the genes that they were talking about in the desert ghost, and that's the animal you want. Yeah, because I I want to work towards primarily dealing with double homozygous, and then once they figure out like the C and how that works in it, I don't. I know there's still like the jury's still out on like DGC and whatnot, but like my understanding is you can be like heterozygous for DGA, heterozygous for DGB, but you won't get a visual unless you're homozygous for DGC, or at least that's the thinking right now. Um, so I'm still trying to like get my head wrapped around that piece. And then obviously, I think you got to be homozygous for at least one of them to have like a visual desert ghost that's my understanding of it um so would, and then obviously you can't like not have a and b on on you can't not have a like you can't get a head a to a head a and get a visual like you right. can't do that or a head b to a head b and get a visual. that's why they're saying that, that some people were missing on their heads yeah just because of that reason 
Exactly. So I definitely want to know what I'm working with just so I can make smart decisions with what I'm yeah. working with. Yeah, oh, for sure. If you're working with Desert Ghost, I think, you know, it'd be worth testing your visuals 100%. Okay, okay. Yeah. They need, yeah. They need um, Desert Ghost for dummies. Because <laughs> <Like, look. laughs> I don't, I mean, I, 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 once I feel like I have a grasp on it and then I hear somebody talking about it that does have a grasp on it, I feel like a dummy again. So I felt like I had a good grasp on it the night it came out, or at least a decent grasp for it being the first night that I heard, heard about it. And then the next day I saw the DGC stuff. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. That's the same too? And so, and then it might possibly be like some other stuff that they're still trying to figure out. So it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And it definitely challenges you to think about it and think through stuff. And you obviously you're learning more. Um, just about how genetics work and things of that nature. So uh, from that aspect, it's cool. Inner nerd in us. Exactly, exactly. Like, I know a lot of people like panicking and stuff like that. I don't think it warrants, like, any sort of panicking or anything like that. Um, I mean, like the they said, like, we've been operating under the auspices that DG has been a recessive um, this whole time and it's been working out well for us. So now you just, you know what you, you, know what you didn't know and now you know what to look for. And so you right. can really increase your chances of yeah. producing visuals. And so that's that's um pretty cool. cool. So to be, it sure. Yeah, it's cool they find it too. It's cool they found it as well. And so it'll be interesting to see like how how like the pricing works and stuff like that. Cause I imagine like people will put like additional notes on like the animals they're selling. Hey, it was tested and it proved this, this, and this, or whatever, you know what I mean? And then it'll be interesting to see like what the pricing structure looks like for an animal that's like a proven uh, double homozygous. And so it'll be interesting to see like how all that play out in the market. And then if people start increasing their chances of producing visuals, what does that do for like the market, right? Does that saturate the market and have a effect on the price? I don't know. Will there be people that panic? I hope not. I don't think it will, especially like with all the education and stuff they're doing. And so I don't think that'll affect it because eventually people going to kind of like come to grasp with it obviously when it's something that's somewhat complex and somewhat kind of like out of left field you're gonna have some people who panic like um ahead of time but like with all the education all the people talking about it i don't think that's gonna be a big deal it's just kind of like that initial like sticker shock for people but once they sit down take a deep breath think about it in reasonable practical terms i don't think that's an issue but i wonder what like the pricing structure gonna look like in terms of like the animals that are like more powerful in terms of like what they're carrying as far as dg like how big is that gap going to be and then if there's going to be like more visual dgs because people like working with better odds and increasing their odds and if so what does that do to the price i mean probably bring it down a little bit the more there are of them yeah i would imagine those breeders that get tested though will will command a pretty decent price oh a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred those guys man <laughs> so what are you feeding your uh snakes rats uh, just norwegians norwegians okay yep. okay are you breeding those or are you buying them i was breeding them for a little while then i moved and uh i'm enjoying my free time of not breeding rats so i'm buying again for my buddy okay okay nice nice i'm gonna breed them again i'm just taking a break so what was your breeding setup like? Like how many colonies were you running? How'd you run them? Um, it was about 
60 females and it was one three ratio i would pull pregnants out and put them in their own bins and let them raise them up till weans and then put them back into selective bins usually and how big is your collection uh right Take now I 41 snakes mostly Oops. adult okay and so you were uh you were bringing enough to feed your entire collection oh yeah yeah nice nice Okay. And um, I tried it. I tried before. I was had this thing where I was trying to uh, breed enough rats also to supply the people that were buying snakes from me locally. Okay. Okay. So, in terms of like the the business side of breeding, like talk about like how you go about pricing. Like, what's your what's your strategy there? Like, how are you pricing your hatchlings? Like, break that down for us. Well, I use Morph Market as my first reference, obviously, you know, and I go see where everybody else is pricing their animals at. And um, depending on how good I feel the animal looks is where I'll price it in between that range. I feel like if it's a really visually nice representation of the animal, I'm going to ask a little bit more. If it's not, I'm going to ask a little less. Gotcha. What do you think? Because I know there's been a lot of talk about people who price animals in a project like way too low and they price them that way publicly. And so a lot of people, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not that's good for the market and what that does to the overall uh, market. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, no, if you're into that project, you're not going to want to see people just giving that project away. You know what I mean? There was a like take the zebra project for instance you know there was people really really upset that heads were going for fifteen hundred dollars they felt like they should have been more but it's like what are you going to do if that guy prices at that you just got to deal with it heads <laughs> going for fifteen hundred uh-huh heads are going for fifteen hundred yeah oh i didn't realize that yeah. I haven't so, kept up with that project that much. I like it. Don't get me wrong, but um, I just haven't really followed it. It's not something I'm planning on getting into. But I didn't know hits for at fifteen hundred. I know right now it's a hypo zebra combo. Just like twenty seven, twenty seven <laughs> five, or something like that. Dude, that's an expensive animal right there. That's an expensive <laughs> yeah. project. <laughs> it's too rich for my blood right now. Maybe yeah. one day we'll see. I want to see what other people do with it. Also, yeah. I mean, I like it. Now. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I like it a lot. And I think it's a project worth working. It's just, I'm not trying to get into like a whole bunch more projects. And if I got into some other projects, it wouldn't be, Zebra wouldn't be like the first one on the list because there's some other ones that I'm more interested in that I think work better with my collection based yeah. on what I've seen. So for sure, there's some other ones I would focus on first. How many recessos can we get into with limited space? exactly like that's that's a big thing right because i mean obviously you want to have like shots it's a numbers game right and so you got to have like you got to have the numbers you know what i'm saying to hit the dope combos and so like the more and more projects and recessives you get in then the more and more space you got to have so yeah. more holdbacks <laughs> more holdbacks uh more cleaning more feeding more yeah. more 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 it's the culture of more and so you gotta you gotta manage that right you gotta think about yeah. like what time you got, like what resources you got, what room you got, all of that. I mean, and then you got to try to predict the market also. You know, it's like tough, dude, because you don't want to sit on snakes for a while. You know, you want to breed what you want to breed. But at the same time, if you're going to sell snakes, you got to breed snakes that people want. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. So what are your thoughts on the market? I know you mentioned 
it a little bit earlier because you said you were holding on on doing some pairings of what are your what are your thoughts about the market and not necessarily like short term like in terms of like where we are right now but what are your thoughts like going forward and and kind of how do you see it going um i'm still pedaled down with my projects man i ain't stopping so i don't i i haven't had too hard of a time getting rid of snakes so that's been you know pretty cool for me i don't have to sit on very much so that's worked out for me actually nice and so where are you selling most of your snakes at is it mostly morph market is it mostly local uh, most of my sales were through morph market last year okay i did sell some local though are there who i was in the who i was in your area that's close by other than cl servants Oh, let's see. We got right around this whole area. I don't want to butcher the guy's name. I just found out he's from Ocala, but uh, his uh, acronym is Whammo. Wanna okay. Talk? Yeah. Yeah. I just found out he's from Ocala. He's yeah. around here, so that's cool. You got uh, CL serpents, uh, mystery morphs is from around here. Um, shoot, dude. There's twisted tails. I believe is from around here also okay i met a guy this past weekend like a, a young guy that's in orlando not orlando but ocala he said he had just bought a snake from you recently uh dino oh no kidding yep. yeah yeah sat right next to him at dinner i didn't realize yeah. he was 17. yeah he's a young kid man he's yeah dude, like you, a grown-ass man <laughs> bro that that dude's collection is gonna be insane yeah yeah like he's, he was telling tough. me about the stuff he got i was like dang okay that's what's up yeah, that dude's collection. He actually helped me out and took some snakes off my hands for uh, two also. Yeah, yeah. he said he just picked some stuff up for me not too long ago. He's because, a good uh, kid. We were talking, and he said he was in Ocala. I was like, oh, you're in Ocala? You know Brian? He was like, yeah. And Because he had just told me about picking up some snakes, but he didn't say from who. And then yeah. we moved on in the conversation. I was like, yeah, you know Brian? It's like, oh, yeah, that's who I picked up the snakes from. It's like, small world, small world. Boy, that, that kid's future's bright, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, cool, dude. Cool, dude. What's good, Casey? Good seeing you this past weekend. It was a lot of it was a lot of people there, man. The, the auction was pretty fun too. I had a I had a good time. I get left out, man. <laughs> you gotta go, man. You gotta go. <laughs> you know what it is, dude. I gotta use Facebook for for that type of stuff instead of using it for what I use it for. <laughs> <laughs> Because my Facebook page is just straight clowning, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seen you uh, share a whole bunch of funny posts and memes and stuff. Yeah, it's just fun for me. I Instagram's where it's at for me with the snakes. Uh, Facebook is just a playground. <laughs> yeah, I be I be cognizant about what I put on Facebook because I don't I don't want to get banned. Oh, I'm conscious. And then they link my accounts together. I saw yours like yeah, like a rap sheet. <laughs> like I'm scared they're gonna link my accounts together and just like take me off the whole meta universe. <laughs> there's nothing worse than waking up to a 30 day ban. You don't even know why. <laughs> they're like, because you posted this dumbass. I'm like, oh yeah, I did. Okay, I deserve that. <laughs> and sometimes they'll come back, right? Like. I get a message it'll just tell me a post was removed like a post you posted in 2006 yeah. was removed like yeah that just happened six 
this just happened to me from 2016. I'm like, you're not gonna, you're like, there's no repercussions this time, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a changed man. Like, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm reformed. It's got to be a statute of limitations on it. Like, don't, don't ban it, man, because I like, don't need I'm, to ban I'm it. Learning, I'm learning the line with Facebook, you know, and I'm learning <laughs> what I can and can't get away with in Facebook. Gotcha, so, gotcha. I'm gonna push that envelope every chance I get. <laughs> Yeah, Facebook can be tricky, man. Like you can get you could get banned for next to nothing. Do you know what I don't do on Facebook? Is go commenting on any of those ball python groups. Ball python groups? Oh, I can get wild in those. Dude, I don't even bother commenting, man. Like I may comment from time to time in world of ball pythons. That's really the only ball python group I, I comment in. I see stuff and then like the, the breeder groups. Like, I, yeah. I will comment from time to time, but most of the time I'm looking, like, the OD group or the clown group. Yeah. Most of the time I'm looking, and I like I might react to a post and stuff like that, but I don't comment a bunch in the group stuff. Because, I mean... <laughs> the world of ball pythons is wild, dude. <laughs> Say what? World of ball pythons? Yeah, that, that, that place is wild. <laughs> that's, where, that's where all the experts hang out. <laughs> <laughs> No sarcasm at all, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's why. I mean, if Justin get can, Justin can get banned from a ball python group, you know the ball python group. <laughs> <That's wild>. Exactly. <laughs> Justin Cavelka. It's like it's... <laughs> Come on, dude. Get your shit together. <laughs> cool, cool. So in terms of like the future, like what's some of your uh, goals and dreams for the future? Uh both both business and personal. Um, business and personal business is to be out of my roofing trade completely in five years. That's my five year plan is to be done with roofing and be self-employed with reptiles and other nice. adventures I got going on. Um, life plan is just to have enough money to where I don't have to look at my bank account to do anything. You know, I don't want to check my bank account to see if I could go buy something like that's my financial future. It's like, where I just I have enough money to where I don't have to worry about doing it. Gotcha. Okay, that's what's up, man. Living the dream. I mean, I'm not talking about going and buying a candy bar. It's like, if I want to go buy a quad or a motorcycle, okay, yeah. I want to be able to just go buy it without looking. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, right. obviously, there's credit involved in payments and all that. I'm just using that as a reference. I get it, man. I check mine if I want to buy a candy bar. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I do that now too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what the funny part is, is right? It's like I'll check my bank account to buy a candy bar. It's like, oh, fifteen hundred dollar manor, no problem, on hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it the priorities have shifted for sure. Yep. For sure. Like um one of the things that I like to do that we haven't done much so it's kind of like a combination of things kind of happen at the same time like we used to go to at least one or two like gator away games shout out to gators go gators but we used to go to like one or two away games a year uh 2020 we didn't go to any games for for obvious reasons yeah and then 2021 we were more into the snakes and we just had a lot more stuff going on than I had stuff going on at work. Same thing with 2022. And so we haven't been getting to like away games now. Um, like we used to, I do want to do that and get back into that more. But yeah. again, like 
it's just so much going on. And so it's like trying to figure out how to, to work all that. It's, it's a little different now, right? To get away. Cause like we want to get away. You want to get away for like three days. Like for example, they just dropped the schedule for the 2024 season. And I see that we play Texas cause Texas and SEC. Now I see that we play Texas at Austin. Right. And so anybody who knows me knows uh, Texas is one of my favorite places. And I got a lot of friends in Austin as well that I've met like through like work and stuff like that. So I would love to get to Texas to get to that game in Austin, but you got to figure out like how it works. Right. Cause I mean, it's depending on when it is going to be having snakes laying and like yeah. who's going to pull the eggs and stuff. Maybe I can get my son ready for all that by then and he'll be around to pull them. We'll see. But yeah, you yep. got to have someone to, to keep, to keep the lights on basically. Yeah. For sure. I went to New York for about five days back in January, and that's when I was still breeding rats and everything. And thankfully, my son came through for me and, and kept, held it down. Because I don't got I don't got a lot of people in my family. Well, only people in my family outside of me and Takara who deal with the snakes is my son. He will. And he's not scared of them. Uh, my daughter, she don't deal with them that much. Like She's not like terrified, but and she's held the snakes and stuff, but she's just, it's not her thing. Um, but yeah, outside of that, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, who am I going to trust to come like take care of the snakes? Like, while we going for a few days? So I got to figure that part out. Bro, I'm in Florida alone. I'm not even from this state. <laughs> yeah. It's just me and right. my kids yeah. and a couple of friends, man. That's it. Yeah. So that can be challenging, but we'll figure out a way around it because I definitely want to get to that game and i definitely want to get out more like on the weekends and stuff like that definitely man if that's something you enjoy you should do it you, you know yeah work hard do it because yeah, even even for daytona that's gonna be that's gonna be a few days but we can get by like a few days like but i want to i'm talking about like a week or longer yeah. that might be a little bit extra so we'll figure it out though yeah that's like the challenging part for me is like to go into a tinley or something like that is i gotta have somebody hold it down here for me have you been to Tilly? No, I want to go though. I, I, yeah, I'm, you should go. I'm, you should go. I'm trying to go in the fall. It's way different than Daytona. That's right here. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I had a blast. I, ain't gonna, I had a blast, but it's a lot different than Daytona. Uh, yeah. It's well, a Daytona got way more space, and so you're not yeah. like bunched up on everybody. Right. So that's that's one thing. But it's it's more people. Um, I don't know about like total like head count because obviously i didn't get total head counts there but is it seems like it's a a lot more like people from all across this the nation at right, tenley because right. it's more of a centralized location yeah, right where daytona is a lot of folks from this area as yeah. well like it's people from all across the nation don't get me wrong but i felt like at tenley it was more people from all over the place gotcha. it was more of like a centralized location Florida, Florida's big with reptiles. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just just Florida alone, man. It's it's so much to to do like with reptiles. There's so much going on like with the reptiles and so many breeders yeah. and stuff down here. And like, I mean, obviously, I mean, we have a show like every thirty minutes. Yeah, every. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know it's wild. I went to a show. Uh, it was a show me show in Orlando, and uh, dude, I got to hold a kangaroo there. <laughs> Oh wow! Wow, yeah, that was pretty wild. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I've never. I can't say I've held a kangaroo. Yep, that was pretty wild, man. That was that was a first. 
All right, bro. So this has been dope, man. But you know, before I let you get out of here, I got some wrap up questions for you. So uh, you heard some of the answers last week. So not to put you on the spot, but I told you to make sure you have your A game. <laughs> so let's, we'll start with easy one. So if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? I, I think Costa Rica. It's just oh, nice. Beautiful. It's nice. just it's just absolutely beautiful. I've never been there, but every person I have ever talked to that has been there wants to live there. So that's that's probably it right there. Nice. Okay. Okay. And if you won ten million dollars tomorrow, how would you use it? Oh. Uh, Truthfully, I'm pissing it. I'm taking a million out and pissing it. I don't even care. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm keeping it real, huh? Judge, judge, <laughs> do what you want. Say it's stupid, but the other nine is going to a financial advisor, and I'm pissing away a million just to just to see what that's like. Gotcha, gotcha. What do you think you're spending on? <sighs> Probably houses. <laughs> it's not really pissing it away, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. I... I would probably invest into a nice mentor that does basins also. And I would get into basins. Okay. What attracts you to the basins? I just think they look so much different than any other tree, python or boa. They just, they have just a certain look about them. That's just incredible. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. And so one of my favorite ones, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive who would it be and why i i haven't i have this weird infatuation with gary Busey, so he's gonna be one because he's just a wild man <laughs> so uh my second one would probably be uh gandhi okay i just i just i would just love to hear what he has to say you know our, the experiences what's one question you would ask him what is is i guess my is how he found who he was inside you know what i mean like the person he was meant to be like how did you come to be who you are like what how like what what changes in life or what drove you were you chosen by people you know what i mean or i don't really know too much of the story about it but that's probably a lot of pressure yeah 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 i would agree What's the uh, what's the third one? The third one? I'd, I'd want to put it off for a little bit of while until I had some capital in the bank, and then I'd probably want to go out and have dinner with Ozzy. You said with Ozzy? Yeah. Oh, Ozzie. nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What's one question you would ask him? How? <laughs> Just <laughs> guide me in real estate, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a good dinner to have, man. You can learn a ton from Ozzy. Yeah, it's like that guy's just so much more than a snake breeder. He's a genius. 100%. 100%. All right. And so, wrap it up for us. Like, how would you say, kind of like from when you first got into this, like from the breeding aspect and start getting involved with the industry up until like now, like, how have you grown and changed? Like, what would you say are some like major uh, things that you can point to and say, hey, I've, I've changed and this is how I've changed? 
um, when I first got into this, I had some arrogance about me that I was going to take over the world and ball pythons and all this other stuff. And it's just going to be easy path to get there and all this other stuff. And, and I learned that, you know, I, <laughs> my arrogance definitely held me back, you know, so I've changed my perspective on that 100 percent of patience, you know, patience is. I've learned patience through ball pythons. I've never been a patient person in life. It's that I've always wanted something, I go get it. You know what I mean? And so it's patience was never there for me. So um, and I'm glad though, because this learning patience through ball pythons has also put patience in other aspects of my life. Also, I'm learning. So nice. that, that's helped me out quite a bit. Like even like with the dog and the acid clutch. Two years ago, I would have lost my shit. You know, things would have been thrown. You know what I mean? So, but it's it's taught me patience and a lot. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up, bro. Whew. It's that changed, acid clutch, man. It's, it's literally changed me as a person. Breeding ball pythons, it is is made me a more mature person. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. So before we get out of here, is there anything that you want to tell folks about, like what's coming up, things to expect, things to be on the lookout for, anything you want to say, man, the floor is yours. Um, I don't really, you know, as far as things to look out for, um, look out for my Instagram posts because I'm going to be holding back pretty much everything I produce. If it's got Cypress in it or if it's got G-Stripe, it's going to be held back. So just, that's not going to be too much sales going on this year but uh you know just shout out to all the people i fucks with in this industry man you know down the keys you uh just joined wiz's patreon nice uh, you know all the usual suspects dudes are, are cool as hell man you know what i'm talking about you know most oh yeah 100 like all them dudes are cool as hell so like 100 shout out 100%. to all them dudes man yeah y'all make sure tomorrow Y'all go check out Ray, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard yeah. Time. Man, my favorite reptile That's podcast. That's another homie right Jackson on that. Say again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ray's yeah, a Ray, cool Ray's dude, a man, cool bro. Dude. But I love he's, chatting up with Ray. He's, I like the way Ray thinks. You know, he's got a really good head on his shoulders. 100%. And then following that, oh, at 15, make sure you check, down, check out Hair Down Fridays as well. So definitely yeah. go out, show some love, have a good time. Friday Traditions. Cool, yeah, shout man. out to so, Bosa too, man. Bosa oh, balls, bro. Dude, that's 100%. Man, Bosa cracked up on me like a ninja the other day. Now, nah, it was me. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, looking at some racks, right? Um, yeah. from, um, MFD, I think, I think it's mid Florida displays. And so I was like all in. And so I was like zoned in on the racks. And Bosa, I asked dude a question, and Bosa's like, nah, he said something funny. I look, oh, snap, what's up, bro? <laughs> But yeah, it was good bumping into Bosa last weekend too, man. Bosa's yeah. a real good dude, solid guy, man. 100. percent Yeah, of course. Shout out to anybody that's ever supported me. You know, shout out to you for having me on your podcast. You know, the other guys have had me on their podcasts. So it's a warm welcoming in the industry for me, and I really appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's supported me in any way, shape, or form from the bottom of my heart, man. I appreciate it. That's what's up, bro. What's what's up, man? And I really appreciate you agreeing to come on the show, man. Like I say, uh, I've been wanting to get you on here, so I'm glad we can finally make it happen, man. 
<laughs> when you asked me, dude, and then I started looking at your lineup of who you had, like, so I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> I was like, I gotta follow who and who and who and who. <laughs> <laughs> every show is its own individual show man like everybody got something to add man i'm a firm believer in that bro firm believer yeah yeah, that's been, yeah it's, it's just been great man like this whole industry has been very kind to me you know there's been a couple people i hear whispering in the background be like you know why him you know why is he on these podcasts and all this other you know but i don't really pay attention to that too much you can't you can't pay attention to it man like you see them, but you don't see them. You feel me? Nah, it's it's I see past that now. You know, exactly. Like, like I said, you know, before ball python, it would been like, oh, okay, cool. Let's you know, catch me outside. You know, it's like I said, like ball pythons is literally it's changed me as a person. It's made me a more uh, understanding and kinder person just through patience. And you're not always gonna get what you want, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's always gonna be negative people, but you can't really like pay them no mind man it's it's so much positivity to focus on and so if you yeah. put give your energy to that you know what I'm saying that's what you're gonna get back is positive yeah. energy so just focus on that don't let all that negativity in your space no nah, it's fine. it's good dude the, the the people that i talk to in the industry and so it's like i don't i don't worry about that you know what i mean yeah a hundred percent man hundred percent man and some real good people right here in this chat too I appreciate everybody coming out tonight, man. It's been a blast as always. I really appreciate all the support. Definitely make sure you follow our guests everywhere. So follow the homie Brian everywhere on social media. The links are in the description of the video. Go check out the IG. Uh, go check out the Morph Market. Shoot them a follow. Um, appreciate all the support. Also make sure y'all supporting US Arc, US Arc Florida. I'm always going to say that. I always say that. Every show, every show, every show, you're going to hear it. Um, definitely, man. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend again. Appreciate everybody coming out. We're going to get out of here. Can you hang back for one quick second, bro? Yeah, no doubt, man. All right. Thank you all for coming out. Be blessed. Peace.